When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast i know it looks like a little bit like the brady bunch for us but (laughs) (laughs) it's glass exactly the brady bunch the brady bunch it's a good thing we won tonight yeah it's a good thing we won tonight yes absolutely it's gerald glassford (laughs) back at you at the lakers fast break Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of the great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe. Go ahead, subscribe below Greg Brady, a.k.a. Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. <laughs> right there for you. He doesn't bite, I swear. Go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. In fact, we are live on the air right now as we speak. But go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube. It's greatly appreciated. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and check out what Laker Tom said earlier today in response to the NBA observations video that I posted there at Lakerholics.com. It's an all-time classic. I never thought I would hear or read the phrase weenie waggers as far as part of the Lakers vernacular. So if you want to know what he means by that, please go ahead and check out what he said in full today at Lakerholics.com. Of course, also as well, Jamie Sweet and his five things articles, which are also awesome as well. Go ahead and check out that today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend, Ox1947, a.k.a. That's true. That's true, Joe. That's going to be a theme of the entire night. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, John McCallion already. Go ahead and check out his YouTube channel. Subscribe to that as well. He just bought a Matt Ryan jersey for Joe. There you go, being the hero tonight as far as sending that game and uh, sending the game out overtime. But you can go ahead and check out what Joe's doing today at LakersBall.com as Ox1947. Also as well, Sin Blades. If you want your lawn transformed into something much better than you have today, go ahead and check it out today. If you're in the Southern California area at Sinblades, Sinblades with the Y.com, go get me a sandwich. <laughs> Not a Matt Ryan jersey. 
Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is you can to support us here, including the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Also as well, again, if you get a chance, please go ahead and check out my previous interview yesterday with Stone Hansen from the Upside Swings Podcast. Had a great conversation with him. If you want to go ahead and check it out, he shares thoughts on the Lakers, the NBA draft, and of course, the stuff that's going on with the Brooklyn Nets, which Joe will also talk about today. Please, we can go ahead and talk about that as well. Just go ahead and check that out, that interview. That was awesome. and had a good fun time with Stone as he comes by every now and then. So go ahead and check that out today on the channel. So if you can do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. The Lakers in the middle of a homestand, second game, a four-game homestand, facing off against the not full lineup of the New Orleans Pelicans. They were not – they were without – Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones were the main players, I think, that were out from their main defender. One of their main offensive scoring weapons were still both out with uh, injuries right now. But still, they had Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, a pretty good lineup still to throw out there. And the Lakers, even though they played very spirited defense, actually let them back in the game seemingly because they lost their hustle, lost their drive somewhere in the early part of the fourth quarter. But they regained it. They regained it back to go ahead and pull out a slight lead until the execution down the stretch of the game where that kind of cost the Lakers was the ball stopped moving. When the ball stopped moving, that seemingly allowed the Pelicans to get back in the game. But after a good first half for the Lakers, spirited defense almost throughout, and execution down the stretch again, by none other than Matt Ryan with a game seemingly on the line and the game seemingly going to be won by the Pelicans. Matt Ryan with a second left hit a, just a tremendous three pointer. Stu Lance got to give him credit. I know Stu Lance, everybody says, Oh, he's old. What is he still doing on the show? You know what? He points out things still as sharp as he did 20 years ago. And he did that asking why Matt Ryan was in the game. Well, Matt Ryan came to the game with one second left and hit a miraculous three-pointers to send the game in the overtime. And he sent the game in the overtime, and look what happened there. The Lakers took control and did just enough with LeBron and AD and also a very dumb five-on-three fast break by the New Orleans Pelicans where they missed an easy layup by Zion that led to a slam dunk for AD on the other end and the Lakers pull out a miraculous 120 to 117 victory. They are now two and five on the season. Somebody's got uh <laughs> whose ringtone is that? Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's the, actually the ESPN game going on there, but I will say that the Lakers pull out the victory 120 to 117. The Lakers are now two and five on the season what we need them to do, they need to win at home. They need to get better at home. They need to have some home cooking, and they're doing just that right now. And here today to talk about the game, first up, first man here, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com, including the Weenie Wacker. <laughs> it's capturing Lakerholics.com. I'm sorry, Laker Tom. I just, in three years, I never One comment of hundreds i made during the day okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough indeed it is laker tom a laker time you got to be happy that again even though the execution down the stretch in the fourth quarter was shaky that they still were able to go ahead and pull out the victory in overtime 
for the first half, the defense was outstanding and pretty much throughout they were still pretty good. But the thing is, you got to be happy with the execution by Russell Westbrook off the bench. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, having a terrific game, even though LeBron and AD, maybe they were feeling a little bit uh, maybe under the weather. Maybe it's too much to partying at uh, AD's Halloween party. Who knows? But, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that LeBron and AD, especially LeBron, was not feeling 100 percent, but still they managed to pull out the victory tonight. You know, it's. I, I never really thought that that play would work at the end. Uh, it was a nice little screen that AD put in there and Reeves yeah. threw a beautiful pass. I mean, it, it reminded me of the play. I, I can't even remember in the playoffs last year where somebody threw a pass to the opposite corner and uh, was, a, you know, one of those incredible long throws where the guy jumps up, catches it in midair and shoots a three. Um, and uh, that was a beautiful shot, but went in and, the Lakers took advantage of it, even though they blew that 16-point lead. Um, there were moments during the game where um, they really they really started to play good offense and they really moved the ball well. Um, it's probably the best game I've seen Russell Westbrook play in the last two years. Um, I thought he was terrific. Um, he made some he made some incredibly good reads and some pinpoint passes that a lot of guys couldn't make and a couple of them basically were dropped by the players just because they were so unexpected just because he'd get that pass to them so it was a great game by Russ um generally pretty good judgment of of shot selection and so forth um I, I only thought there was one three that I thought shouldn't have been the type of three that he should have taken but um they played well. Uh, they did a good job on, on Zion, you know. Um, they frustrated him most of the game. Um, and you isolate him one-on-one against a guy at the top of the key, or not even the top of the key, at the free throw line where he gets the ball. And uh, he's almost unstoppable. He puts the ball up so quick, and he's so big and strong. Yeah, they had Reeves on him sometime, and I was just questioning why that was, because he was getting destroyed. Well, that's it's because we believe that the – prototype small forward should be six foot five maybe six foot four if he can jump you know it's uh it is ridiculous you know it's um i just read an article uh, recently too that said that um there's been a big change in trend in how the nba is spending its money by position and players six six and above almost every category you get six six to six eight six eight to six ten six ten to seven foot seven over seven foot uh, are getting a greater share of the money right now than they have ever gotten in the last three or four years. And so it's been a trend of teams wanting to go big and players under six, six haven't been getting the money. Six, four to six, six has gotten less money than they used to get. Um, it's kind of interesting. And you, and you do see some teams like the uh, Minnesota deciding that, that they're, they're going to, or the Utah deciding that they're going to go with two bigs and, and the Lakers basically Milwaukee goes with two bigs. Um, if we had a, if we had a second center, if one of Minnesota could make it Minnesota, yeah, excuse me. If we had a center, it could make it. We would basically have two bigs ourselves. And so there is, you know, it, there's a lot of guys who can, uh, we've watched for two or three years. The Lakers have not had wings. 
Um, and instead, we've put six foot guys starting with starting with uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, always guarding six eight, six nine guys. Um, and it continues with uh, with Caruso. It continues with uh, uh, with Reeves right now, um, and Walker. Even at times, Walker is really more playing forward in, in some of the situations. Um, we always seem to have a surplus of guards and a, and a scarcity of forwards. I don't know why. Um, something to do with our general manager, I guess. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, he might actually be making appearance uh, in a guest form on Sunday's show, from what I remember. Yeah, absolutely, right there, <laughs> right there, right there. But your thoughts, man? I, I mean, that that can Lonnie Walker sustain this type of activity? Can he? Can he um, be consistent enough? Well, you know, there was a there was an excellent thread on Twitter where they they took and put together like five or six situations where Walker uh, appears to be one of the best guys on the team at evading screens, getting around it. And, and these were situations where he evaded double screens and still contested shots. Um, and it was actually very good. He's, he is, uh, I think he's, I think this defense has been so good that Ham has given him a lot of license offensively, you know, um, he doesn't mind him taking those shots, and sometimes he'll take an early three. He did a couple times tonight. Come, sometimes they go in. Um, I like his aggressiveness, and I like his confidence and so forth, and, and um, he apparently has has earned in from Darvin Ham just because of his defense. He's earned the right to to have freedom offensively, and Ham, that's basically the way Ham coaches. He's He's a true players coach in the sense that he doesn't really tell the players how they have to play, but he, you know, he demands that they play great defense. And if they do that and then they share the ball, you know, there's basic principles that you have, but as long as guys follow those basic principles um, and if they want to go out of it and they make a great play or something, it, it's up to them and an understanding of what their role is on the team that that shot was not okay. Or that shot was okay. Um, doesn't matter whether you're playing pickup ball or whether you're playing in the NBA, everybody after you've played enough with the guys that you're playing with understands who gets the shots at the end of the game, if you want to win and and who should be passing the ball and who should be rebounding and so forth. Everybody has a role in the team. Um, and it's the same on the Lakers, you know, I mean, it comes down to the end of the game. And, and this is one of the reasons I think that we, we really need a point guard. Who's a point guard. Um, Beverly can't, Beverly is a defender basically, but he's not anything offensively other than maybe a hustler for loose balls and so forth, but he can't beat his man to the basket. Schroeder will be interesting because Schroeder can get to the basket like that. Um, and the Lakers lack that, that person who can beat somebody off of the dribble and get to the basket. Um, when Russ is in the game, he adds that. Um, and as I said, this, I thought Russ played great. Um, it's interesting. If Russ continues to play like this, I don't think it's going to change the Lakers having to trade him because they have to trade him because otherwise they can't let his contract expire because then they'll the season will be gone. I, even even if Russ plays terrifically, I don't think this team can can post a winning record um, as they're constructed. Um, but I think that Russell Westbrook could might be actually be able to interest a team or two than to letting him play. Um, he's, he has played excellent the last couple of games. 
his judgment has been so much better. His demeanor on the court has been so much better. And I, and I think he's really, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a coincidence that he was a plus 18, the team best in, in the last win. And, and I would expect tonight he was, of all of the people, the, everybody who started the game was plus five or better. And he the only other player, pardon? He was plus four. He was plus four. And he was plus four. He was the only reserve, I think, who had a plus, uh, had a plus minus that was positive. That's correct, yes. So, um, you know, he's he's a sixth man of the team. And so basically you had the six, the starting six people play well. I mean, if you look at the stats for the defensive stats for the team, it's kind of like the NBA stats that are inverted that have Utah and, and other teams, you know, winning and Clippers losing and, and, you know, other than Milwaukee, the teams that are supposed to be winning are all losing. 76ers are losing. The Clippers are losing. The Lakers are losing. Um, and so the, the standings are kind of inverted. And the same thing is true of the Lakers defensively. You look at the, the guys that you wouldn't think it can defend who basically haven't played a lot of minutes because they can't defend. They have the best defensive ratings right now. And at the bottom of the list, other than, other than uh, Damian Jones, who's got a terrible rating, um, is you know, down there is LeBron James and Anthony Davis that are like sixth or seventh on the team. Uh, and their defensive ratings not great, even though LeBron and AD basically, I thought, have played excellent defense so far this year. Um, but the team has, you know, and and so defensive ratings really are are related a lot to the team rating because if you you can still be a good defender on a lousy, surrounded by lousy people, and your team rating is going to pull you down. Um, but the Lakers, you know, they won a game. They won a game that they shouldn't have won. They won a game that they shouldn't have been in. The basketball gods must be paying them back. Maybe uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even start shooting. We we shot twenty eight percent, so that's that's better than twenty one percent. So the shooting's improving. I thought Lonnie Walker played well, and and I thought Troy Brown Jr. I can understand why there was some talk about him being perhaps the best signee that the Lakers had. Um, he's played very well. I, he made a key rebound at the end of the game that I thought was just amazing job of out jumping the other player on the team and being aggressive and getting the ball. And it led to three. So, you know, and all of a sudden you got a guy, he got to the line and he made his free throws when they counted. So we're seeing that, you know, and, and generally speaking, other than that little lapse that they had in the third quarter, they, they, they play pretty good defense. They get after people. Um, and uh, that's probably the hardest thing to, do is if you have a team that that can play offense but can't play defense trying to get them to play trying to get those kinds of teams to play defense is very difficult <laughs> you know it's it's really hard but if you have a team that's defenders and you've got a couple superstars like LeBron and AD and you can sprinkle in some shooters with a trade of Russell Westbrook you should be able to have a team that 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 can go a long way in the NBA so we'll see what happens um I still haven't heard of any talk at all of the Lakers contacting anybody or having any interest. So who knows, you know, maybe, maybe they think they can wait and maybe a win like tonight makes them think that they can wait longer. And Rob feels like, well, I can sit around and wait. I hope they're not waiting for Kyrie Irving. I would be disappointed. I think they, I think they said earlier in the year that they're not waiting for Kyrie. Or they're not interested in him as a free agent or as a trade target um and we have heard that that 
somebody said that uh, somebody who you generally trust said that basically they've been shopping Kyrie. The, the Nets have been shopping Kyrie the last couple of weeks, but nobody's been, nobody's interested. Um, his his behavior has basically made one of the most talented players, probably made the, the guy with the best handle in the league, is untradeable. And I hope he remains so from the Lakers. That's the last thing I'd like to do. You, you, you just cannot waste two unprotected draft picks for Kyrie Irving. That would be suicide. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, we'll see what happens again. Westbrook is very effective off the bench. Whoever said, and I know I did at one time, that he should come off the bench, uh, although I flip-flopped all over the place from just him being not on the team and and or being on the bench, just something that would It's a flip-floppable subject, Gerald. Yeah, I know. We were all over the place on it. Just the, I think the one thing we all agreed on is that he shouldn't stay in the starting lineup. That was the only thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 13 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. And uh, he really looked, he really looked solid tonight. He really Aren't you surprised good. that he's accepted this role and has played this well? Yeah, because, especially after his early comments about his hamstring yeah. and all that. Yeah, just him moaning but and groaning early on. Remember, with the you have to give Darvin Ham credit for that. That that says a lot about his being able to reach Russ. Yeah, somehow, somehow um, between the first time he put him on the bench in that Kings preseason game to this time he put him on the bench, something's changed. I think that Russell needed some, you know, just he needed to look at himself. In those early regular season games, you know, it really gave him a chance to win back the fans. Yeah, well, he needed to win back because he looked so bad so early on. I think think even he realized. I think even he realized what he needed to do. So, hopefully, that'll continue for the Lakers again. uh, You know, as I don't, you know, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he would be willing to come off of the bench for another team, but um, well, that this might be the course of his career now. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But once again, the Lakers do pull out the game in overtime, one twenty to one seventeen. Matt Ryan with the shot of I don't want to say the century, but the shot of the season so far. Yeah, you got to give him the game ball, ball, man, because there wouldn't have yeah. been a game without him. And again, Stu Lance called it. Uh, you know, he's he was complaining why why Matt Ryan was in the game. He, I mean, he was struggling himself, Matt Ryan, throughout the game from three. So maybe that's part of the reason why. But when you needed him the most, as far as a guy with a quick trigger from deep, he was that, and he, he came through. And 
The Lakers ultimately pull it out in the overtime. But here today to also talk about the game, good man indeed. He's also here to talk about the mess in Brooklyn, which we'll touch on later. It is, of course, Ox 1947. It is, of course, Mr. Sinblades. It is, of course, Mr. What, uh, John, what did we say? Brad Pitt last week? I think so, yes. The superstar himself, Joe, Stor- Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on the game? I know that this has got to be something you're focusing on as far as them having to win this out this homestand. They've got two games down so far, but they still got two more tough games to go. Yes, the schedule right now says Utah, Cleveland, Clippers, Utah. Uh, watching the Cavs game, and, and I'm, by sheer luck, I was able to catch the Celtics-Cavs game tonight. Wow, what a game that was. Uh, He's, uh, Richard, Richard says you got a haircut. That's why we won. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> My hair does things every day, guys. Uh, sometimes Yours it looks... Mine both. It's just, it's just, you know, I, I get, I, I get bored. I get bored. Sometimes I'll let the, the silver come out. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll comb it back. Sometimes I'll spike it. Sometimes I'll go with the dry look. Sometimes I'll go with the George Michael look, uh, as you can see. So, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's what I do. <laughs> uh, but as far as seeing how the Lakers can get out of this little hole that they put themselves in the first five games. I feel fairly confident, unless of course we have some of our main guys not playing Friday, winning on Friday. Sunday is going to be tough though. Uh, I would say if I had to put my money on it, (laughs) I think the Lakers will win Friday, lose Sunday, beat the Clippers, which they're due next Wednesday. And then, beat Utah again the following Friday. That's my prediction. So you say that right from here, three and one, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. I think that's. It's doable. That's, 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 that's a, to me, a realistic record for, for, for these four games. And then you have to beat the Clippers next Wednesday. It's, it's, it's a must. They, I think we've lost enough to those guys. I think they're due. And then playing Utah. I know it'll be in Utah, but you know, plus Kawhi isn't playing most of the games. He's only played right. two games this season. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi seems to be kind of going the path of Clay Thompson, maybe a little bit worse, where their leg is just not responding. And um, I, I don't, I, I, I'm predicting that the Clippers will eventually have to deal with that down the road when it matters. But as far as tonight, uh, I. We've been talking about Lonnie Walker, and when we when we signed him originally, we were we were criticizing the the signing, criticizing the, the the signing based off of what we've seen, and what we've seen now is a twenty three year old, extremely athletic. Very capable player who might be maybe the next KCP for us with more athleticism. Could be. Could be. Could be a contract year situation where he knows if he really, really excels. One year deal. He's saying a one year deal. Bet on himself, went to the Lakers, handles the pressure, he's dropping 28 points. You saw what he did for Malik Monk. And uh, yeah, and he'll be the same. I don't know how that went out. Going to Sacramento. 
Well, you know, he got for him monetarily, it worked out. I didn't say, you know, what team he went to. I said, we'll we'll lose him for the same reason that we won't be able to match the match what other teams will want to pay him. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, good for you, Lonnie. And I mean, if I keep, I, you know, I was one of the people who was critical of of his move originally, too. Um, We all were. You know, what's really interesting, though, about the schedule is the two games against Utah because. Um, while everybody in the league supposedly thinks the Lakers are going to end up caving in and doing the Pacers deal, I think the Utah situation is even maybe more intriguing for the Lakers because I think they could get three or four good players maybe for one pick. Yeah, but the thing is, Utah has to start losing first. I think the Lakers no, need to. No, I no. think the Utah, Lakers need Utah to move. Utah wants to trade those. Utah doesn't want to win. They're in the they're in the Wemby Stakes, man. I kidding? think the Lakers need to find a player out there that the, that's going to be extended beyond this year. That's making big money. That's capable and can shoot for Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, they got to explore that. Terry Rozier, right Terry now, Rozier is right the now, guy they want Terry Rozier is who they want to do that for because Rozier's. $96 million in four years. He's not even playing right now. I know. And, and man, that team's been torn apart with the Bridges situation, man. Melo's injured, and, you know, and, and we can save, you know, we don't even have to take Gordon Hayward. We can save him, you know, $70 million by trading him with Nunn and Beverly's expiring contracts. Because that's all you're really doing, even with Westbrook. You're just trading expiring contracts, and we got enough to match. You know, we got enough to match Miles Turner, for example, but we might have to throw a pick in. Um, but we definitely, you know, usually a team to get them to dump a four year contract for 96 million, I don't even care who it is. You know, you're going to, you're going to give up a draft pick, man. You're going to have to have some sort of sweetener, you know. The sweetener in this case would be the, that, you know, we'd take your contract and you don't have to give us a pick. Um, or the other thing, which I've done in several trade proposals, is is trade the two picks to somebody like the Pacers and, you know, and and and, and get a pick back. You know, Utah was going to do that with us. That was the proposal that they made with respect to Bogdan, Bogdanovich when before, and we turned it down. But the proposal was that we would give him the two unprotected picks and they'd give us back a pick that we could then in turn use in a trade with somebody else. Um, and that's sort of a kind of a cool solution. I actually think, and, and that's why, I, I mean, there's a couple of guys and I love the idea of getting bigger. I love the idea of, of Markinen and uh, Olenek. I think they're both outstanding players, a, a center and a, and a power forward. Um, I like the, I like Beasley and I like, and, and I, and I think the kind of guy that we need at the end of a game to have the ball in his hands is a guy like Clarkson, you know, who can get his own shot and get to the hoop, you know, LeBron and AD aren't those kind of guys that are going to beat a guy off of the dribble, you know, like that. They don't have the quickness. Um, you know, I mean, that's where somebody like Kyrie would, would be ideal in that situation, but I don't want Kyrie, you know, I hope that they don't, I hope that they're not lured by Kyrie and I hope that their previous positions have been correct but there's five guys there basically that you could really could you could cover everything but the point guard situation with five guys and if you traded you know 
if you traded Beverly Nunn and 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 Westbrook for those five guys and throw in throw in two throw in two players just to balance the trade off. Um, so there's trades to be made if the Lakers can do it. And I think and and to a certain extent, I, I can understand what they're trying to do because I don't think that Turner and Heald alone would make them a championship team. I think they need a third player. You know, they need a third player in that situation. I mean, a third starter, you know, whether that's a wing or whether it's a point guard. And ideally, it's a point guard. And that's why Rozier, if they can get if they can get the Pacers trade plus Rozier, that's their best situation because you have three new starters, all who can shoot. Yeah, you know, and you've got two two elite three-point shooters, you know, in the guard positions. So that would be the perfect situation for the Lakers. Well, we'll see what happens again. Once again, the Lakers do pull out the game 120 to 117 in overtime. Great thoughts so far from the chat. Absolutely the best Lakers chat room that's out there. Bar none is the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. Thank you so much again for the best Lakers chat that's out there. Derek, Richard, Blue, Tycoon, Petting My Cat, Jim, you guys all been amazing once again. Truly appreciate it. Want to go ahead and ask Joe a couple questions from the chat. First up is what I believe Jim Faison said. He agrees with Joe and what he said earlier in regards to what we could do and what, what we could package. So let's say Beverly and Nunn should be moved for elite player. I don't know if you can get elite player for that, Jim, but at least somebody who could actually help the team in a better position, I think, than Beverly and Nunn can now. Who did you have in mind in regards to that? Because it seems like Joe, uh, Jim wants to find out who you are thinking. I don't think Indiana's desperate enough to get out of the 23-24 year of Buddy Heald without sacrificing a draft pick. But I think Charlotte, with Terry Rozier having another year beyond that and a team option the year after that, that could be something they would want to get out of uh, because they're Charlotte. They're not, you know, they're not going to be able to, they don't want to call get our it. old buddy Mitch Kupchak. So call Mitch and say, you guys want to get out of that Terry Rozier contract. We, you guys can have it. You guys can be done with it in five months. And Terry Rozier comes into this team, a guy who averaged almost 20 points last year, can play defense and is a good veteran presence. That would be somebody that could really help this team. And you, you also uh, maintain having that contract like Tom and I have talked about in the past, where you're not just losing $47 million at the end of the year when Westbrook is gone. This is a juggling act that this guy's going to have to start playing. So we are guys sitting in our studios talking about this, you know, in all parts of the country. Uh, I would like to think that Rob Palenka is – going to have to do something here because one guy could have made this game a win by eight. One guy that's a consistent player game in game out. Now Lonnie Walker's sort of become that guy the first week here, week and a half, but there's that that's too small of a sample size. We need a veteran guy that's seasoned, that is capable and a guy that can, you know, 
really spell LeBron, guys. LeBron played 40 minutes tonight. This cannot happen anymore. He had a sore foot. I've criticized LeBron for a lot of things, and it's usually not on the basketball court. But on the basketball court, that sucker freaking plays. He plays with one leg, one arm, 10 10 years, doesn't matter what it is. The guy balls, but 40 minutes is not going to work. AD can play 40 minutes. He's 29 years old. Lonnie Walker's 23. He can play 45 minutes, 50 minutes. He can play all day. Russell Westbrook might have a little bit of that, you know, freakish uh, energy thing that I Kobe, guys like Kobe and Jordan had. He might be able to play 35 minutes a game still at this age. But LeBron has a lot of miles. He's had pressure on top of that for 20 years. He needs to be preserved, guys. So he looks. Uh, he looks like he looks like he has that mileage on him too, doesn't it, he? It, he was it, tired in that second was, quarter. He, he could barely gassed. walk. He could. It seemed like he could barely walk because his foot was sore. At least that's the report that came out yeah. before the game started. And I mean, that was point, one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons why I'm so interested in the Utah games because I haven't really seen Mark Hammond play this year, or Olenek, or Beasley, or Clarkson. You know, um, and so I'm really fascinated by how many players they've got on that team that we could use and the two main players that that we would be getting would be guys that would be backing up you know the the front court positions would really allow us to be to have a lot more brute strength and so forth so we wouldn't have to count on LeBron just bruising his way in there every night you know and having to take that beating that he takes I mean I saw those recent stats where they were saying that LeBron was had so many more like double the attempts at the rim than players who had twice as many free throws as he was getting, you know, called in the game. Um, so he, I somehow getting a point guard like Terry Rozier, like you're suggesting would be Rozier is a guy that you could bring down who he would be the guy I would choose to have the ball at the end of the game. You know, rather than LeBron or rather than than AD, because I'd like him to drive and then get the ball to one of those. Well, that two ball guys. needs to move around. In the past two minutes, yeah. we saw the James Harden offensive style. Yeah, we saw that ISO ball. For Twenty seconds. That was the other thing, guys. Ball. The other thing, and this is the other thing that that's pretty amazing about LeBron. He's playing. He, he's he's bumping shoulders all the way to the rim, yeah. and AD, it, he has no room to operate. Because no one is going to fear those guys outside. It was Buddy Heald healed in the corner. Until someone get, until there's until someone is out there that is that they fear, right? You're not going to really get the full, I'd say, result of AD and AD play today. At some point, you, you, you can't I get. Thought, I thought he won the trade today. I, I, I thought you cannot. You cannot. I know he's AD. I know we want to think of him as Superman, but the guy can't bump three guys day, minute by minute. By at some point, you know you gotta you gotta get some kind of clear path somewhere, and he doesn't have that because they just man, collapse. 20, Twenty points, fourteen rebounds, four 16. assists, four blocks. I mean, he dominated that game. His defense was right now. He's he's playing the defense that that. If, if, if he plays 75 games this year, he's going to win defensive player of the year. 
But we have to open the lane, guys. There's got to be something Rob can put together here that can get these guys at least well, one we need, other we need a great, shooter. We need a great shooter that, like Buddy Heald or somebody who scares the other team so that they will not leave the guy alone. You know, the guy who's just the guy the coach says, don't don't help off of this guy, man. And then, and then you need a you need a center, man. You need a starting center so that AD and LeBron go up against smaller guys. Um, you know, I know some people feel that that the game is a matchup game, and we and to really win, especially when we get into playoffs, the Lakers are going to have to be able to play big and small. Right now, we can only play small because we don't have anybody else at center to play big. You know, either we got somebody like Markkinen who could be the power forward with the start with AD at the center and LeBron at the, at the three, or you get, or you get Turner. So you've got a, a real center, you know, and, and AD can play the four where he can roam around like a shot blocker. Well, let me interject with this. Richard said in the comments earlier about the third quarter mm-hmm. issues, because the third quarter has been a problem again this year for the Lakers, something that last year you were focusing on. This year, outside of one game, they've really been struggling in the third quarter. They were up by 16 early in the third quarter and managed to go ahead and blow that entire lead by the time the third quarter was over, pretty much. Your thoughts, Joe and and Tom, on how they can rectify this? Because this is, again, like last season was something that was very troubling that in most of these games, they're not coming out of the locker room focused for the entire third quarter. Why do you think that is? Because that's really uh, that's, again, it's two different I think coaches. The teams, they I did think last the teams. Year. I think the opposite teams are 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 adjusting after the after the first half, and the Lakers. And, and we have a rookie coach. The Lakers don't. I mean, even last year, but was we even didn't worse. have one last year. The Lakers have had very weird uh, droughts in the last three years of basketball. It's it's weird. Okay, well, if you so can't 20, if you can't shoot that that's the sure fire way to in, to go into those long stretches where they don't score man in 20 in 2021 they were it was a there was a notorious 5 minute drought in scoring every game not yeah, and that, once and that a week. also too but last, but last year we played such horrible defense where last year good. it was the defense in Terrible spurts, five, six yeah. minute spurts, third quarters. Right. It's just like they get these droughts and it's it's shifted. And that 2021 issue with scoring is what propelled the Russell Westbrook trade. Had they not had that drought, I believe they would have come back and ran it with the same team again. I, I really believe that. I think they thought, well, we need some offense. We need someone that can handle the ball and score and, you know, drop off. Well, they, they've, been, they've been trying to get somebody to do that. I mean, whether it was Schroeder or first it was Schroeder and then it was Westbrook and, you know, what? They, Kyrie was the dream solution for that same situation. So so Kyrie... I, mean, I, I keep, think your choice of here was the best of all of those four choices by far. I keep, I keep hearing about Kyrie. My, God, question for, my question for Kyrie has nothing to do with the Lakers. Uh, he's not well, coming we'll get into it in a second. We'll get into the, the Brooklyn mess in a second because I know everybody's been asking about your thoughts. Well, this pertains to the Lakers. I'm not going to okay. get into the details. Okay. Kyrie's not coming to LA ever. It's over like that. He might've cl- clinched it this week. 
So at that, and I'm, my only my I only hope question, did, man. I hope my only question is who's who. You know, my only question is, and we'll get into the details on this later. My question is who's going to sign him as a free agent? Because a little bit of me right now says he might have just killed himself in terms of a future in the NBA. So the Lakers right oh, now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A week ago, a week ago, we could have said that exact same thing about Russell Westbrook. And in fact, we probably did. This guy, if he gets traded anywhere, he's going to be cut and waved and nobody's going to claim him and he will be out of the league. He'll be at the the Shanghai Sharks, you know, as his next stop. And now well, look at after they'll, three they'll, games. They love, they love his mentality over there. That's for I sure. I know, but after, after three games, he may have resurrected. There may be teams. I mean, actually, it's a crazy thing to think about because I never believed it could happen. But what if he continues to play like this over the next week and the Lakers just allow it to happen because all of a sudden teams might want to trade for Russell Westbrook so that he could actually play for them? I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Excellent uh, question, he Jim. He career completely. Well, let me bring up what uh, Jim said because I'm actually playing with the NBA trade machine on the tab right now. So Tom is for the Pacers players. Joe's for the Hornets players. Gerald, which way do you lean for trade? Utah or Stan Pat? Well, if you want to salvage the season, you've got to make a trade. This team, as I've indicated before many times, Jim, and you've heard this, I know this, that 3 through 15, this Lakers team could be you know, okay, maybe now that you're putting Lonnie Walker in the second, let's, uh, so let's, let's say four through 15 could be one of the three weakest. Three through 15 not, is the worst roster in the league. In the NBA, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's heard me say that ad nauseum. But what if, what if now. It's going to have to be a financial decision. Well, just hear me out the, before you shun me, before you all go ahead and say, no, no, no. The possibility now is that Kevin Durant could be really, really upset about actually changing his mind on on wanting a trade. And, you know, his salary is right around Russ's salary. Do a little finagling and you can get him and Joe Harris there. Mm -hmm. Looking good on the NBA trade machine. Durant Durant has to win a championship without a star. Uh, He can't. It's over about that. He is at an age, an advanced age. He cannot do it by himself anymore. He can still do it, but he can't do it by himself anymore. No, he's not coming to L.A. He's not going to win a championship with L.A. He'd be laughed at even worse than when he was in Golden State. The Lakers have to figure out. I agree. I agree with Joe. I actually wrote an entire article last week where where we traded Westbrook and Anthony Davis for for Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. I still um, actually like my one with Atlanta better. I thought that was better <laughs> as far as for three players, including you know, Lions, I, I Capella just, I just cannot, you and know, Bogdanovich. I thought that was that was my I, best one. So that one I, I, like I agree best. with Joe. There is no effing way that the Lakers are going to sign or trade for Kyrie Irving. Period. I didn't say Kyrie Irving. I said Kevin Durant. Yeah, and and I'd say the same thing for Kevin Durant because, um. Lakers need to focus on Kevin Durant winning. does not have the strength of personality to deal with all of the ridiculers who would say that, you know, you just ran to LeBron to get another championship after running to Steph to get the first two. You know, I mean, he needs to win without Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry stabbed him in the heart by winning last year. 
And if he every year that Steph wins is going to be a stab in his heart, he'd be smart to come to the Lakers. But you know, that's like that's like even agreeing if that's like agreeing to be, you know, a one A or one B. You know, for a number one, that's probably an unthinkable thing to do. Um, I, I, at least and, I mean, very would, you, would you really would you wins. really trust that he would live out the four year contract that you're going to give up two draft picks for him? I mean, I didn't that's say you have another to give up draft picks for him. I didn't say it. I'm not throwing the draft picks out there. Oh, you would, oh you're just going to trade him straight up? Yeah, well, yeah, you, I'll trade him straight up. up. No problem. If it becomes a dumpster fire, you never know what's going to happen. Kyrie <laughs> Irving, that price is going lower. Lower and lower, even though no team wants them. Some team, you there know, is if, no price. There will, there will be no price for Kyrie Irving. Oh, uh, you say that, he my has, friend. You, you say know, that, and I agree with you. You will have to go through a, on, a on the Lakers should not trade for him. Uh, but you know, this is the NBA, and you know somebody might be just way too tempted if the right deal comes along. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I, I agree with you. I do not want him on the team. <laughs> Rob Blake, there you go. I, you he know, might be too tempted. He might be too tempted. In today's culture, there is no way that anybody is going to step into that role. That's okay. Totally impossible. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Again, this is the NBA. Yeah, Anything. Yeah, I never thought. I never thought that uh, the Sean Watson would end up. You know, <laughs> getting. And he's going to be playing contract. on this on December fourth. So yeah, he comes back off the suspension. So yeah. it is what it is, but just so happens it's the that it's the Houston Texans that he's playing. The yeah. NFL are such the NFL are such slimy. They're <laughs> such slimy slugs. Read Laker that Tom's care about nothing but the dollar. They couldn't mm-hmm. give two you know what's for anything yeah. other than that. Uh, you know they I, should I, burn. Tom, I, I agree with you that the Lakers should not trade for Kyrie Irving. But you cannot – I live here in Vegas. I'm not going to go ahead and place all my money on that bet that they won't trade for Kyrie Irving. I will not put that money down on it, my friend. The Lakers Sorry. have to right. trade. With- you know, I mean, listen, it's like the most wildest Saturday Night Live version episode that you could imagine. Jeannie Buss explaining – why the Lakers traded for Kyrie Irving. If they don't have to trade the picks, Rob Palenka, that guy right there with Joe sitting next to Joe, he might actually be very tempted to go ahead and pull the trigger. I didn't say I like it. I absolutely disapprove it. But then again, how many times have we gambled as an organization on players with sketchy backs, uh, backgrounds like that? Hmm? 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 Uh, We've done it before and we'll do it again. Once again, it's the, the Lakers. Lakers. I, would hope not. I would hope not, but the I would hope right, not too. But I'm not putting issue, anything past. Uh, the you know, the issue right now is we we need to find a trade partner that has to get rid of a very good player's contract that's beyond this year. Yeah, that's Terry in, Rozier, in, man. In, or, in order to sit, in order to not drop, that's the question now. Is and the, the issue now is again, this is the problem with guys like Palinka. And, and the Lakers is it's Mitch Kupchak on the other side. Mitch Kupchak doesn't like the Lakers right now. Just yeah, like Jerry but, West. you know, I think the solution it's going to have to be Michael to Jordan to press that button. Listen, the solution to that 
if you do the if you do the Pacers trade, you're going to give up the two picks, and then it's going to be you have nothing in the way of draft capital to offer to get Rozier. Even though they should make the trade to save the money, they might not do it just because, you know, he's a valuable asset. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you all this question. Hypothetically, let's say, let's say the Lakers finish this next week five and five. They win the next three games. And there's something, we're starting to get that feeling like, man, if we just had this thing go on, it, 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 we might be able Remember to... Remember who we're playing over the next week. Man, I'm just too. saying, I mean, let's yeah. just say they do that, right? <laughs> let's say they finally said, F it, forget about the future. Forget about it. Let's do this. You think there's a chance that we could do a Westbrook, two first-round picks for Buddy Hield and Miles Turner and then move Beverly and none for Rozier and get all three? I think that there's a chance that we could do that, but I think that how does that change? I might even like better a trade. I might even like better because Utah did this. Utah proposed this when they had Bogdanovich. A trade that we go for Utah, we would get. We would go for Markkanen. 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 Olenek who can't be traded till November 21st, um, and uh, Beasley and Clarkson. You take those four players and um, you give them Russ and the two picks, but they give you back uh, their, their 2023 pick, which you then turn around and use that 2023 pick along with those, along with Nunn and uh, Beverly's expiring contracts. That's what you use to get uh okay so you would ask okay so you're talking about giving utah utah giving us a 20 yeah we give utah two totally unprotected picks and they give us back one protected pick okay because utah okay because you know let's say it goes off the rails which most people still expect that to happen in utah i mean you know danny ainge is still thinking about the victor Wembiyama with that pick so i don't know if anybody's giving up their 2023 first round picks Unless they're a playoff-bound team, right? Yeah. At any rate, this, I mean, they have the, whole, the problem is they have a surplus of picks. I understand you know? that, but twenty twenty and they, and they offered, one they, of the offered most... to give, they offered to do that in the Bogdanovich trade okay, because well, they I'm knew that they knew that we needed another pick in order to complete the third the third leg of that three players that we want to get. Yeah, but the 2023 draft is shaping up to be one right. of the biggest. I, I'm sorry, in, in forget that I said the 2023 pick, Gerald. It could be a yeah. pick 20, whatever, a okay. pick down the well, road. Okay, well, they have yeah, a whole. They, they got a whole host. But of I'm picks letting them trade. know, our audience know out there that the 20. Right. It's going to. I, you should not see too much in the way of 2023 no, draft. No, picks nobody's going to trade being changed, except you're if you're on the back end, like you know, right. 15 on. Even though this is going to be a deep draft, I really think well, that that most you better be a sure fifteen. You better be a sure fifteen on, or else, because even that fourteenth team gets you know gets a small percentage shot of yeah. getting that top, getting that right back, right right to ping pong ball to fall. Well, I know, like you said, Jim uh, DeAndre Ayton, and you know, actually Joe had a really good point the other day about DeAndre Ayton moving teams. But the thing is, though, that as long as Phoenix is what five and one right now, six and one, 
I mean, they're playing good basketball. It's going to be really hard for them to move DeAndre Aiden, especially the way that they're playing right now. But before we had an out, a team that is not playing so well, and we're not talking about the Lakers because they've won two in a row and they did win tonight in overtime. So congrats to the Lakers on that. So hopefully we can go ahead and continue the success going on after a 120 to 117 overtime victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. Joe and Tom, I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts. I know actually our fan base out there, big shout out to Joshua Dietz also as well. Big shout out to uh, Mask Up on Twitter and actually also as well on uh, our email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. You guys have been talking about it over the weekend. The situation or the dumpster fire known as the Brooklyn Nets right now, two and six, bring in Ime Udoka as their head coach after they just fired Steve Nash. I'm going to start off with Joe first because I know, you know, you guys have a lot to say on this, especially Joe. He said a lot in the chat yesterday when I was talking with Stone Hansen. But Joe, the floor is yours first, my friend. Your thoughts on the dumpster fire known as the Brooklyn Nets. (sighs) (laughs) You know it's something when he starts off with a sigh. Okay. Uh... No pun intended to Joe Side, the governor of the Nets. Okay, so Joe Side. Um, goes on this diatribe after the Kyrie Irving fiasco. Uh, And I'm saying fiasco and all these code words because I'm trying to cater to those who don't want to discuss further outside influences uh, other than basketball. And I, I, I can't say I disagree. So we got a lot of flag for that. And then within, within, within a week, And I know this is a Boston Celtic rule. I know not all teams have this rule. Of course, we know the LA Lakers don't have Actually, this Actually, more, more and more teams are leaning towards that type of... Uh, right, but we do know that the LA Lakers don't do that. We know yeah, the history of that, sure. right? Yeah. But actually, the, the thing is, this is the, this is the part that just... This is, where, this is where you get scared when I start talking. But to make it to, so that you don't get scared, this is reality, guys. People say one thing, so many people, not everybody, almost everybody, they say one thing and then it's like, it, it, it's always right away, like sometimes a week later, they do something completely the opposite. You're sitting there talking about integrity and you're talking about, we're doing, we want to do the right thing and we want to do this and you want to do that. And then you have a guy, and I'm not talking about what Yudoka did, you know, intimately i'm talking about the other things he was doing that actually played a huge part in why he was suspended for a year not a lot of people have been talking about that because everybody tried to make it about something else and i'm going this guy's already shown that when you wrote that little letter about Kyrie, it's a contradictory letter now you didn't even wait a second you fire steve nash and you're like give me the other guy that Screwed things up over there. It's like it's like a it's a joke. You guys nice are all a words, joke. Joe. You guys are all a joke. You have no ethics, no morals until you rationalize in your head what you need. Well, they wanted they wanted to alienate everybody. They they first started with all of the Jewish people in Brooklyn, and they followed that up with all of the women. <laughs> It's like it, it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me. A next season ticket holder, either be Jewish. either be about it or don't be about it. Stop picking and choosing or an what's right. A female employee of the Nets. 
<laughs> hey, you can't bl- you can't. This is the time where you can't blame certain people now. You can't. It's it's like you guys, you guys keep you dig a hole and you get that keeps getting bigger. And for the Nets, from a basketball standpoint, they are a I don't even think a dumpster fire is the right. It's too of a it's too easy. <laughs> They're not a dumpster fire. They are an absolute disaster. And Josai is going to have to somehow just. And, and it's it's not even Kyrie too. It's 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 that Call of Duty guy that he has too. He's he's not doing jack squat either. What's he doing? You know, it's it's a sad situation that a lot of these guys they just yeah, can't ben seem Simmons to handle. Looks awful, absolutely. Yeah, it's awful, awful because he hasn't played in a year and he doesn't like basketball. He doesn't work on his game. He doesn't care about his teammates. He doesn't. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a crap show it's it's terrible and at this point if i if i'm if i'm in joe size i'm in joe size position i would unleash everybody i'd be like come take them i'd go see you know what i would do i'd call toronto i'd call um i was i can't never pronounce his name majuri majuri oh masai majuri masai majuri as long as he's not fighting somebody, you know, the ticket guy over there, whatever. He always seems to get into fights over there. But I'd call him and say, give me Siakam and one first-round pick. Take take Durant. Just Siakam's get, just, really playing well right now. Just get him out of here. That's why you'd only ask for one. Give me the 2023 draft pick that you have and give me Siakam and let's call it a day. I'm not going to go Rudy Gobert on you. Just take this guy away from me. And then for Kyrie... Maybe call Dallas. Dallas probably doesn't care about what Kyrie thinks. They'll use him. Trade something for him, and then definitely somehow play out the season with 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 mental guy, and then f- figure out a trade partner for 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 Ben Simmons during the summer and just start over, man. I that's what I would do. Uh, they they are done. They are they're fish bait. Uh, it looks pretty ugly right now. Like you said, it is a disaster in. Brooklyn, I mean, that's the only reason why the Lakers haven't been more frowned and laughed upon to the start of their season is because of what's gone on in Brooklyn and and how real. I mean, this actually, if you compare it, I mean, the Lakers have had a few of their own disasters and dumpster fires over the years. But I really think that this Brooklyn Nets thing may even supersede that. Tom, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, it, it, it actually has gotten so bad that they have they have a big three that is almost untradeable. I mean, when you think about it, they went from they went from having Harden to getting Simmons and and the net result, the net result of 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 trying to trade KD at the last summer and his erratic behavior, Kyrie's recent, you know, totally off of the wall things have destroyed his brand entirely simmons play has topped his his value to the point where nobody's going to trade for his value i mean you're going to take back a horrible contract in order to get rid of him um they have they have three guys who nobody else really trusts entirely you know I mean, 
you talk about who's the most toxic of that group. You can't, you got three years left with KD, but he's, he's, you know, a month ago, he wanted to fire the coach and, you know, the coach and the general manager. Um, then he changed his mind on that and, you know, and then boom, next thing now the coach is gone and they're playing terrible. They don't have any defense at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, half their, all of their shooters are injured, you know, they are ranked last as, as inept the Lakers offense is the Nets. You know, so it is just really a, you know, it's, it's times like this when you look at the construction and the roster of the Nets and you look at the roster construction of the Lakers and you notice the, the big difference. The big difference is one of those rosters plays great defense and the other roster doesn't play any defense. Man, you, every, everybody scores 120 points against them every game. They're horrible defensively because they also don't have any physicality. Their players are all fairly thin, you know, fairly thin. Click, uh, Claxton is 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 really uh, very thin for for a big guy up front. You know, I mean, their whole team is, you know, down the line. They don't, they don't, they're not the bruise. You know, they 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 don't play bully ball with anybody. No. Um, and frankly, this this league has turned into a bully ball league. Even the guards, you know, I mean that the. the the Euro step bully ball where they just push guys out of bounds is amazing. You know, that that's changed the way that you attack the basket now. Um, so they, they have, where do they go? I mean, they were, they are going to get such a low return for, for that, you know, maybe they could swap rosters with, you know, with one of the expansion teams. Um, well, that's not coming for another year or two. Well, yeah. The TV deal's got to be done first. I I think it's going to be – we already have a talent issue in this league. Adding another two teams is going to be a problem. You know, maybe – maybe, you know, maybe maybe KD will – maybe KD would want to be traded for Westbrook. (laughs) I'm just saying. I was just putting it out there. You know, let's put it this way. What is the most valuable – what is the best valuable trade capital on the market? Adam Silver needs to do something here. No, no. Because Adam Silver needs to start getting back to focusing on the entertainment of basketball. It's gotten out of hand. We're talking. Yeah, but I don't know what he can do. What he can do? Oh, he could. Well, think about it. But but think about it a second. Because he represents he represents the owners. The owners need to start using this. But you saw how hard they how hard they had to even get rid of a guy who. Made racist well, me, comment, you know. I think you Joe is right. Go, you let him uh, go well, at the end of the year when his contract's up. Well, I think yeah. Joe is right in the sense that yes, they need to get back to the entertainment of it. They have that opportunity because the NBA, they're actually outside of the Lakers up until today. The NBA as a whole is up as far as points scored. The take foul is gone, and that is increased scoring, increased fast break, breaks, increased the number of, of chances and opportunities, the number of shots. And I think that creates a more exciting flow and a more visually attractive game. It's a big, it's a big positive change, but get get back for a second and think a second, the most valuable draft picks out there that any team can desire right now are those two Lakers unprotected post LeBron James and AD draft picks. Now, if, if, 
the New Jersey, if the Brooklyn Nets said New Jersey there, didn't I? If the Brooklyn yep. Nets really want to cash in, they probably have a better chance of making a deal to us than you know for Westbrook and getting out of out of KD's contract and getting those picks in return than they do of sending him anywhere else. I mean, nobody else is nobody else would give anything of value that's comparable to that. I mean, we could win that war if we wanted it, if LeBron wanted him and if he wanted us. Well, see, that's the thing. I know we've been on, and especially you have been on, you know, the guy that's sitting right next to Joe right there for the entire summer for not making move. Could have been smart all along for him not to make a move. I'm not well, saying yes or no. I'm just saying could have been. Do you want KD? No. I, I'm not, not saying K- but maybe KD will start a, a flurry of activity that may come back to the Lakers in a different way. Because yeah. remember, you said that wait, before. Wait, 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 Joe. KD do you mean that KD is not coming or we don't well, want KD, KD will never come to LA. But KD getting there. traded okay. somewhere. Yeah, not that's what to I the think Lakers, too. I think but that right. could be, uh, you know, the the impetus for an active flurry of activity. Remember, we were anticipating when yeah. Kev, uh, Kevin Durant would get traded that other teams would follow in suit, but that never actually really materialized outside of the Gobert trade. So I'm just saying that maybe there's a possibility that if he doesn't go to the Lakers, but he does get traded, that that could lead into other teams wanting to go ahead and follow suit, and that may yeah. benefit the Lakers. And I'm just throwing that out there. All right. I don't yeah, think Katie anything would the, be the most unlikely to come and join LeBron. I don't think anything the Nets do has anything to do with the Lakers. The well, Lakers I hope right, it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. The Lakers right now, forget about the Nets. I, we don't want anybody from the Nets. The Lakers, wow. the Lakers, well, Joe Harris. I would take Joe Harris. I'd take Seth Curry. Yeah, I'd take Seth him Curry too, too. Him too. <laughs> the, the Lakers are getting a little bit of a, an idea of who their team is right now. How they acquire talent, which they're going to have to acquire talent if they want a shot at doing something here in the playoffs, should they get there. How that materializes is ultimately going to be the the grade that we give Rob and Jeannie after all this stuff. Can they make up for the mistake they made a year ago? Mm-hmm. It's going to have to come down to- and they're going to have to get something done. If they're not going to give those first-round picks in 27 and 29, okay, now they have to find a trade partner that needs to get rid of long contracts of a lot of money and in return take basically our trash because they want to get out of that contract or those contracts, those years, whatever it is. But that player that they get has to be someone that's going to be productive. That's that's very important. It's it's very difficult. It's very difficult right now. You have to pick and pick your spots. And your Atlanta trade. First of all, I don't know why Atlanta would do that. They're five and three. Well, I just what I'm saying they won't do it now. But I was hoping I was you know. Okay, you're hoping, hoping they go. Off oh, the okay, let's say they let's say they hit the skids and they're. And they have more games 20. like they did the other day against the Knicks when they lost by 30. Okay, so let's say two weeks before the trade deadline, they're 20 and 29, 20 and 25. 
Do you really think they're going to dump those three contracts? And those three contracts are $60 million. That means you'd have to trade Westbrook. And that's not knowing how this is all going to work out, right? Westbrook and, let's say, Patrick Beverly. Beverly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would also mean that – I said that on the show a couple weeks ago. Schroeder, Schroeder would have to really take the reins as the point guard, which is, by the way, that, that I'm, I'm – I'm hope I'm waiting for that because I want to see. But this you've is... had quality depth, and you'd have a six ten shot blocker there to help out. Yeah, AD. Yeah, but Plus then you have John yeah, Collins as an athletic forward. Five. He's not a stretch five. You, but uh, you, John Collins is is a stretch four. You need these guys now to get cohesive. Where's Collins going to start for twenty games to twenty five games before the playoffs start? Doesn't have to start. He can give, you can give him 30, 20, 20 to 30 minutes off I the I think bench. the Lakers need to make a deal like within the next month. Or you could start AD at the five and him at the four. Here's the thing about it that's that's kind of – LeBron's bringing the ball man. up anyways. If if the Lakers – the Lakers the Lakers are probably strategically correct to wait because there is a remote possibility that they could benefit by getting KD. Who knows? Stranger They're things not getting happen. Katie will Stranger never be in a league uniform. But but there's Wonderful also roster. there's also there's also here's the thing that changes a lot of stuff, which is there are opportunities out there. See, a big factor would be if Utah is willing to give us three guys or four guys for one pick. Then you can turn around and use that other pick to really make sure that you get Rosier. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Sovereign brought this up, and you also brought this up earlier. Sovereign says he thinks that they're waiting till after the December 15th when more players become eligible for trade. You mentioned that they start becoming, some players start becoming, based on when they sign their contracts, that they will, and when they were traded, or if they were traded. Yeah, there's, that, there's two, that categ- November there's two 21st, categories. November 21st, correct? November well, the 21st. Two categories are recently. Traded and recently signed. So recently traded players basically can be immediately traded individually. But if you want to aggregate them and put them together with another player in a trade, you have to wait 60 days. So, for example, we couldn't bring, we couldn't get a multiple player trade. We couldn't get Kelly Olenek until November 21st, as an example, because he was traded two months before that. Okay. Recently signed players. These are free agents who signed with a team in the summer. They can't be traded until December 15th or, or 90 days after they signed, which for most players was before that date. So that's the December 15th date. And and the recently traded players are all sprinkled along the different routes, how long it takes, you know, Uh, for example, we can't trade uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth until, He's either a recently signed player until December 15th. But the, let's just say that things start to get a little bit more interesting after the 21st of this month. Is that correct? Um, because you said starting with Olenek and, and players. Yeah, starting with Olenek on the 21st of this month. Okay. So I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, listen, it's, it's, here's the thing that I think is fascinating about the Utah situation, because I think they have four or five players that, if we could get those four or five players, I think we would be, there's a reason why they're winning right now. And the reason is that they've got some pretty damn good players and they're shooting well. 
And what's really important about it is that Ainge has been pretty smart because the players he's gotten back in these trades have value. And they're proving that on the court. And they all have been traded or moved, so they all have a chip on their shoulder. And they all and they have a chip on their shoulder, but and and they're also they're also in a situation where they get an opportunity and they're taking advantage of it. Yep. But they're guys who would be perfect fits for the Lakers, you know, because they're you know you look at these guys one at a time. We don't have a backup for AD at the four. We don't have a backup at center. If we can Markinen get, would be great, wouldn't he be? Markkinen Mark could play the four or five. You know, I mean, Markkinen is terrific. Um, he's surprised everybody with how well he's playing. And Olenek, Olenek, I've always loved Olenek. He's, if you had him Remember as him a backup the center, that's an awfully good backup center. And those two guys immediately help AD be so much better, you know. And then you add in Beasley. Beasley's terrific. And Clarkson is exactly the kind of sixth man that you need. He's, he's well, actually. If you can get four, he, if you could draw four. trade Russ, Clarkson will fill that role that Russ played. I mean, if you could, as I said, if you can bring in four players like that without having to get Conley, because Conley, I would, I would be the one. Yeah, you don't saying, want Conley. You don't want yeah, Conley. That's, that's why. What, that's why it, they would try to go ahead. I would do without. A, I would do without without a point guard, and I'd even, I'd even let Schroeder have a shot at that. But, LeBron you know, but, handles but I, the ball. But I still like, anyways. I still like the Turner, the Turner Heald and Rozier thing is really appealing to me. I mean. You got the defense of, of AD and, and Turner covering the rim and Rozier and Heald. These are two guys who shoot eight threes a game. I mean, you, you're all of a sudden, the other team is playing three on three. You put one of those guys in each corner and you play three on three in the middle of the court with well, LeBron I'm just AD. i say right and, now that I, if the Lakers beat Utah in both the games, then maybe that will start clearing things up for Danny as far as making a move sooner rather than later. Well, if, if we keep winning, if we keep winning, that I think that means that we wait. You Never keep know. winning, that means it's less likely they're going to trade Russell Westbrook, which means you got to start getting into the mindset well, that you need to use the assets you have right now that can be accumulated together to yeah, get one well, at least you, one guy you, that can matter on this team. It the thing about it is that if the more competitive you find this current roster to be, then the higher the ceiling is going to be if you traded with the big Utah trade or if you made the big Pacers trade. Because this is a team, this is not like last year's team. Everybody forgets that. This team is ranked second in the league in defense. And if you add Miles Turner, your defense is not going to go down. It's only going to get better. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's not my money. It's not my draft picks. If the Lakers can get Rozier without giving up draft capital, at least not first round unprotected, I would then make the Indiana trade. Yeah. Because at that point, you're going to have Turner at the center, AD at the four, LeBron, Rozier, and let's say Schroeder at the one. And then you're going to have – Yeah. You're going to have – well, let's say Rosier off the off well, the, you bench, got off the bench. You got healed because yeah, then you have healed. You, you have, have healed. a you have you just you just got LeBron two guys that fit his game number as far as the perimeter guys, yeah. and then you have the 
mold of what a center is supposed to be next to AD. Yep. I've put my cards on the table. If you can make that Rozier trade, and I'm using him as an example now because that's the only trade I see right now realistically, realistically, that would be a salary dump without accumulating, without having to send out assets. Charlotte would make that trade to save yep. the second, third, and the team option contract that's left on his, on, on his deal yeah. for, one, for five months, for a contract yeah. for five months, for two contracts. Yeah. So now you're sitting at, uh, you, you have a team that is going to, if they stay healthy, is it worth dropping 27-29 for a championship in 2023? Well, every you're talking about a 26 and a 20 26-year-old Turner and 29-year-old uh, Rozier and 29-year-old Heald. You still got guys that can play for the next three years. You think yeah. Heald's 29? I'm not sure how because he's actually there's actually been questions. No, Heald's about 29. Him. I'm just not sure of Rozier. No, healed. There's a big, there's a question on healed's age. I will say as far as that, that's that's been brought up before. Because he's uh, from the Bahamas, I believe in that in that area. I believe so that Michael, there is a Michael question. Thompson's really thirty eight. Yeah, I'll look that up. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team. Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have an agreement with a group of hags who call themselves the Hourglass Coven. You see, they can come and go into the Witchlight Carnival as they please to steal from naughty patrons. But what happens when those patrons come back years later looking for those lost things? Find out as Wizards and Wine takes on the wild beyond the Witchlight. Two tables playing through the same adventure. One table more thoughtful, kind, and bold in their actions. The other table more decisive, more adventurous little more prone to taking risks the actions of each table influences the gameplay of the other find out how it all shakes out with wizards and wine the wild beyond the witch light you can catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and you can catch the live stream on mondays find us on youtube and facebook we hope to see you at the carnival very soon but before we head on out, guys, I will say to everyone that tomorrow I actually ask these guys if they want to come back on the air between 6 and 7 Pacific to talk more about if actually holding out was the right move or could be the right move for Rob Blanca. So we'll see what happens, but I'm glad these guys are going to show up. But before we head on out, what's Rozier earning this season? Which salaries would match from the Lakers? I can go ahead and look up that for you right now. Let me he go ahead. He earns $21 million. Oh, there you and go. So, uh, if we put together $18 million in Nuns 5 and in Beverly's 13 networks. Okay. Uh, what was I going to check out? I forgot. What was I going to check out and look up? I think I was going to look up something off screen as far as uh, not Rosier. 
Um, well, Rose, you could get Rozier. You could get Rozier that way. You could also get Turner that way with just one pick. Okay. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to remember what that's. I'll have to play back the tape and see what I uh, actually said. And I'll, I'll go, go ahead and report. We Oh, Heald's age. That's right. That's right. Buddy Heald's age. We need he shooting more than we need a center. Yeah, Buddy hmm. Heald's age. I don't know. I don't know. We need both of them, in my opinion, because otherwise you're going to wear AD out. Okay. He's not going to last the year, man. Okay. Well, actually, uh, there was a question back in 2018 where he actually did state that he was actually a year older. So uh, it looks like it has been corrected. So I think you are right, Tom, that as of now, he is. uh, He he will will be 30 in a month. Yeah, he'll be 30 on, on December 17th. What's so. Rozier? How old is Rozier? Rozier, I'll take a look at that right now. So, uh, but yeah, it just does. Because that's, that's, I remember something that was popping up in regards to that. So it was like. I think Terry Rozier is 29 as well. 28. So he's uh, uh, actually. I'd like, be, I'd like to have a real. He'll be 29 in March. Schroeder, I don't want Schroeder running the offense. Yeah. We need a real point guard. A guy like Rozier who can get his own shot. But you know. ultimately, it always the usage rate always goes to LeBron, anyways. So it's just crazy. yeah. But but it, I think but, Rozier off the bench would be perfect. He could be a six man of the year every year. Yeah. You start. You start with Schroeder at the one to start the games. You have Lonnie Walker at the two, LeBron at the three, AD at the four. And again, I'm basing this off of if, if my my you know my my choice as far as getting both the Indiana and the Rozier guys here, you would have a complete team and, 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 and a seven to eight. Well, but, 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 but the combination of, of starting at the backcourt of Rozier and Heald is just. Let me ask you this. Let me guys ask, let me ask you mega, this. You got two high percentage, high volume. If you're, if, if, if you're Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan and Rob Palenka calls you and he says, we need Terry Rozier. We're going to send you Beverly and none and change whatever it is, money, another player. Well, I might, I might throw in Would our they make that trade from this year. Are they making Christie. that trade? Max Christie, what? throw him in. That's like another first round pick. He's, what if he's a second rounder. Matter. No, he's a second rounder. It doesn't matter. I don't care about the third thing. It's he's not playing like a first round pick. Yeah. Will Mitch make that trade because of money? Will he I think make that a trade? Good chance that he would. If if that's a chance, if there's if he's gonna make that trade to save to not have three more years after that of a contract, then you have to call make that call. Mm-hmm. You have to make that call. Well, yeah, that guy. Yeah, but 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 Mitch ain't calling nobody, man. No, <laughs> Rob right calls. And Rob's not calling anybody right now either. I think it's a waiting game right now. I think it is. I think everybody's well, waiting to see what happens. I think it's going to, the dominoes are going to start with Brooklyn. I didn't say the Lakers necessarily, but I said the seven, hell of Brooklyn, we man. Seriously, seven. they should not have any issue with anything. Brooklyn is dead. They, should, yeah. they, they don't matter to anything out here. This is about now the Lakers. You say, that now. you say that now. Who Who's going, unless, unless Toronto calls and says, if we get KD, we can go to a championship. That's the only way this works. You trade Siakam for Durant and a, and, a, and a draft pick, then that then things can get serious there because I think they can go to I think Toronto can go to the finals if they make that trade for Durant. Durant that'd be the perfect team for Durant. You want to know what's going to happen to KD? 
besides continuing headaches KD these games. Up, where do you think KD will end up? Oklahoma City. I know one team that will pay for him. And they have players that they have players and picks that can be used. What, Boston? No, Golden State. Come on. No way. They, they don't want that crap. Step no three and take them back in a minute because they're interested in a dynasty, man. They're not going to get rid of Clay. They're not going to get rid of Green already try to knock Durant. out one teammate this year. You can see Draymond Green. I can see Draymond Green and Draymond Green and Clay would match up salary wise. They wouldn't do that to Clay. No matter how bad he plays, they're not going to trade Clay this year. Well, that was, and I don't a think bad PR. I don't. I'm, I am certain Kevin Durant does not want to go back to. Going to Golden State destroyed that man. It destroyed him. If you guys watched, you guys watched, KD was an unassuming, quiet, normal guy. He, you never heard a peep from him. He was always, he was always. He went to Golden State and turned into Venom. Well, let me, <laughs> let just, me say he this. He never could handle criticism from people. It let wasn't me say criticism. This. Was... Let me say this, guys. Let me say this. I, I think petting my cat and sealed Ben, they're, they're kind of thinking about maybe keeping Russ off the bench for the entire year. If they do so and the money coughs off the books, the only thing is it goes back to what Laker Tom says. You're running out of tradable contracts. After yeah, you don't have anybody to trade. You got $35, you got $35 million in free agency cap space to sign somebody. Um, you have three first-round picks if you count the – trading to pick on trading day on draft day. And you have basically um, Max Christie's contract. And I think that because uh, he was only signed for two a years option or a player option. It could, yeah, it could he was be only signed for two years, which I thought somebody was a, does. Somebody has a player option. Well, yeah. So, so you've moves. basically got less than $5 million in tradable contracts. So you can trade for a guy who makes $6 million with three draft picks. We'll see. Betting my cat disagrees with you, Joe. KD think, thinks would go back happily back. No, to the no, no way. He wouldn't have left if he was if he was happy over there. He knew. He he should have stayed. Yeah, but think a second. Who wasn't he happy with? He was he was much happy. He wasn't I mean, they he were, happy with. They were three one against. He was, it was happy green. with Draymond Green. They were man. three one. They were. Oh, he had no problems with Steph Curry. He had no it, problems with Clay Thompson. It, it, he didn't it, like the fact that Clay Thompson not going, him back because Draymond like on his way out. He has to win without Steph Curry. There's no a Draymond, way. A Draymond and Poole or some combination. Some he, combination. The thing is, you know, though, guys. Throw in, he, throw in, throw in uh, their center that's not playing really well. He can't do it by himself anymore. He is not able to go ahead and do it by himself anymore. He and, and needs he still another has, he player still to play alongside him. He still has a little bit of Kyrie Irving in him that you can't trust the guy. You can't trust his motive to still be the same guy that you, you signed. I, I want I want Brooklyn to burn away. <laughs> Everything that's happened to Kyrie and Durant and did you, did you see self-inflicted. Uh, did you see Steve Nash's TikTok? <laughs> this title, I, how happy I am not to have Kyrie Irving anymore. This is He's dancing this is, around and these jumping guys around and are a disaster. Joy. They are they are emotionally wrecked. Okay. If well, they, you they didn't are need a coach, man, 
You're Kevin they, Durant. It, they need, they need to. They need to. The, the owner needs to do whatever he needs to do to disband this in any way he can. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna be watching at the end of the year when Kyrie goes somewhere. All those goody two shoes that you hear about. We're gonna find out who you are. I already know who Josiah is. I already know who Josiah is, and I actually was giving Josiah a lot of credit for telling Kevin Durant to sit down. And I ain't trading you. And all of a sudden, he sends out this letter after uh, Kyrie does his thing, and then all of a sudden, within a snap, some guy that becomes available, and now he's back to being, oh well, you know, this is a good idea. So, guys, this whole this whole facade that people have. I know you guys. I know. I know. I know what's. I know what's up. I know what's up. I know. I know people. Believe me, and most of y'all full of crap. I'm gonna tell you, you're full of crap. Durant isn't so much full of crap. He's just emotionally done. Kyrie is shouldn't be playing NBA basketball. He should go be a, 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 a social person. I think that's his his, his calling. Ben Simmons just should gave just, up, what is it, half a million dollars today ben, along with and the And Ben the Simmons NBA should go and, start a video game Nets. a video game tournament and go do that. He doesn't belong on a, on a basketball court. I'm sorry. He donated Anybody, it to the Anti-Defamation League, I think. Yeah, that's what happens when your, your PR people tell you you need to do something to get people off your right. back. That has nothing to do with any authenticity. So right. that's that. It's the bottom line here, guys, when you start talking like you know and you're all ethical, and you're all about what's right. I'm gonna be waiting right there, going, mm-hmm. And it's only—it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Because well, I smell he's, it. He's, he's burned—he's burned the bridges all around. I him. smell it a mile away, and I catch it, and I'll say something about it's it. Most Lakers people won't. Don't, you know, most people won't. Right, 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 G. Most people won't because they're worried about getting, you know, criticized. Ooh, you're this. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> the one thing Joe is not is shy. That is for sure. But please go ahead and check us out each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have not subscribed as of yet, please go ahead and do so. You get the la- latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Joe, you going to pass that eight ball, I guess is what Sovereign's saying right there. Uh, I, I guess maybe I'd be different if I grew up in the 80s. Uh, yeah. But I, I will be upfront for you folks. I don't need substances. God help be, him or God help us if he did. This is this is all this is all wired from God, guys. I'm just on naturally, believe it or not. Natural high. Yeah. There you go. There you go, indeed. But if you want to go ahead and check out what these guys are up to, go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. Tom knows all about natural high, huh? <laughs> I'm a true believer in natural high. Laker Tom, you can see to be high. You can natural see his optimistic. well, you can see his natural high as a number one Lakers blogger that's out there. You can go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out his Awesome comment and retort to our video on Monday. Go ahead and check that out at Lakerholics.com. I can't believe I saw that. And I can't believe after three years of, of Lakers stuff that we've been doing that came out. But Laker Tom, 
he pulled a nice one, and I will give him a compliment on that. Go ahead and check him, and also Jamie Sweet with his five things articles as well at Lakerholics.com. Big shout-out to Jamie. Hope you're doing well. I know you have been said you were going to be busy over the next couple of weeks. You're going to try and poke in when you can, but I know it's going to be busy for you. So hoping to get you back on ASAP. Along with Mr. Joe Soro, Ox1947. You can find him today at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out the great conversations on Lakers right there for us at LakersBall.com. But once again, the Lakers did win in overtime, 120 to 117. The game, I mean, I'll tell you what, it was exciting to the very end. The Lakers, due to a last-second Matt Ryan three-point heave in the corner, mm-hmm. got the actual tie of the game into overtime, and the Lakers took over from there. Still a great it game. A it didn't look like a heave. That looked like a, uh, that a, was a shot. prayer. That was a prayer. That it hit nothing prayer. but net. That was still a prayer. That was something that you do in practice as far prayer as prayer is shot. the is the Kawhi Leonard fifteen bounce shot. Okay, that was it was it was okay. And he got to admit he was struggling all game. Matt Ryan, so. he that was nothing but that was like right. AD's game winner in, in against Denver. Okay, it was a heave from the corner that went <laughs> right there for you, right right there from the corner. But the what Lakers did Shaq, Shaq says, Ka-ka! which I don't know what the hell that means, but. I never heard the neck go. Are we going to go back to Kaka like for the Nighthawks again? No, no, I don't think so. But once again, the Lakers did win 120 to 117. Our next two days, we are still filled with Lakers talk as Thursday. These guys are going to come back, hopefully, for a conversation on the NBA. And we'll talk more Lakers trade talk. That's for sure. Is Rob Palenka doing the best for the organization by standing pat and holding out? Is he holding out for something better? We'll go ahead and talk about that coming up here on Thursday. Plus also as well on Friday, you got to go ahead and check us out because the Utah Jazz, the surprising Utah Jazz, maybe potential trade partner, Utah Jazz, at 69mega.com comes in here. He's tired of being alone. He says he needs help. Well, you know what? We'll go ahead and provide some Lakers help for you, my friend. Go ahead and subscribe today at Lakers Fast Break. But for right now, I'm booting you out. So there you go. Goodbye. But I will tell you that we will be back again tomorrow between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific time. And on Friday, the Utah Jazz come into town. The game starts at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. So we'll be back once again late on Friday at 10 p.m. So check us out then right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But Tom... You know, before we hit up Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out? No, I'm glad to see us getting a two-win streak. I think last year we had we won two games in a row once all of last year. No, it was actually three times. We actually won three times. Yeah, it was three times. Anyway, chalk it up to chalk it up to a good win. I found a three, a three, and a four. Hmm. I I think that I think that as as you go on and see this team compete. And hopefully we can stay close. A lot of teams have had slow starts. A lot of the teams that people expected to be the teams that would, Lakers would be chasing have had slow starts, which gives us a little bit of a break. Um, and if we can start winning some games, I think that'll be good. I don't think that winning games is going to convince anybody, including the Lakers front office, that this team can make it make the playoffs as it's currently constructed. But I do think it can give them – a lot of encouragement to, to know that if they add the right pieces to this team to give it the shooting and the size that it needs, 
that they there could be a very dangerous team in the playoffs and they could definitely have a chance to win number 18. So I, I think they realize they need more than just Miles Turner and, and Buddy Heald alone. Um, they need three or four players and just somehow figure out how to get three or four quality players, including three new starters, so that they basically push guys that are doing a pretty good job, like Walker and, and Troy Brown Jr., you push them to be your backups um, rather than to be the starters. And I think that if the Lakers can accomplish this, then it's been worthwhile waiting. And it's hard. It's hard to wait when you're a Laker fan because you've seen so many times that you waited and nothing happened. You know, I mean, Gerald and I have done two, two trade deadline broadcasts where we ended up just spending the whole day talking about nothing but the opportunities that the Lakers let slip through their fingers. And Laker um, Tom let everybody know about it. And I don't want to see that happen again this time. Plus, I've been so close to getting Miles Turner, who had been coveting for the Lakers for the last four years. So um, hard to believe that it's going to happen. So I just keep my fingers crossed. And and being patient is the last thing that I can be at this point in time. I mean, I am I feel like I'm attached to the to Twitter trying to find out what's happening every minute of the day. Um, and... Uh, you just you just have to we just have to be patient and hope that uh, things will work out. And I don't want something crazy to come along. You know, I want them instead to just build the team the right way. You know, you got to start off by having five guys who really can play together, and and they're your starters, and you're gonna put your money on them, and then you're gonna ride them all away. And then you got to back them up with people that just because people are gonna get injured and so forth. We just need to we just need to build a team rather than chasing another third star the way we've been doing the last couple of years. I don't think once, that formula really works in the NBA anymore. Once again, it's Laker Tom. Go ahead, check him out as the number one Lakers blogger today at Lakerholics.com. You want to go ahead and reach out to him on Twitter? It's none other, none other than Laker Tom on Twitter, so go ahead and check him out there. But before we head on out, you know Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. Any last thoughts before we head on out? No. <laughs> I set you up so you can knock it down. Yeah, I think I've said enough. Wow, that's a first. But I will say again, if you want to check out what Joe Soro is doing, because he says a lot right there at Lakersball.com. Of course, if you need your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful, please go ahead. Simple. I thought of something. Okay. Today was an epic win. Epic. Yes. Epic. Uh, these were the games that they were they losing. They lucked out. Yes. You can say they lucked out, but they should be. They're getting right. rewarded from the basketball gods. There's, there's a, there, there, there are two games they should have won, and right now we would be karma. There you go. Four and three. So right. we got one of them back. We'll get another one back. I, next I just want, I want them. I. I don't want to watch a play-in team. I want to watch. I want to see a title run, man. I want eighteen. I really want eighteen. And if this is if 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 if, if things like and Westbrook, you can smell it. You can smell the you can smell the right team put together. Yeah, and Rob if, could come out of this smelling like a hero. It's, it it's really hard because I I, I mean, think about it. Twenty-seven and twenty-nine is five and seven years from now. I couldn't give two diddly poos about what goes on in 2027, 2029 right. right now. Now that somebody, but 
it starts it starts with Utah. It starts with Donnie Ainge. Danny Ainge. He's Danny Ainge is going to want your liver. He knows, and your he knows how valuable those is because he figures it's going to be just the Lakers are going to. I'm be not giving that guy. F, I'm not making a deal left, with Utah. It was number two pick, number two pick, number seven pick, number five pick. You know, you just go down the line. They're all expecting that, and if you get those unprotected, that's like solid gold. This, and you know that would have that pick would have been Garland. If we trade him, these two picks are going to be traded a dozen times before they're ever used. We're going to see Garland on Sunday. That guy is good. Yeah, that guy is good indeed. But once again, uh, tryouts. It's like tryouts for the Lakers, right? Once again, it's the Lakers, 120 to 117. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific for an hour. And then, of course, wrapping up the post game on Friday night around 10 p.m. Pacific. If you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Joe Soro Five, he's on Twitter, at Laker Tom, he's on tw- and he's on Twitter as well. So go ahead, reach out to us there. Of and of course, if you'd like the old-fashioned email, as Sean and, and Joe did over the course of the weekend, go ahead, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. I'll tell you what, great win for the Lakers. Hey, luck, whatever. We'll go ahead and take it. The basketball gods were on our side for once. 120 to 117. We'll be back tomorrow and Friday. More great stuff for you. For you, great fans. Big shout out to the chat room once again. Sovereign, Richard, Blue, Petting My Cat, Sealed Ben, new listener. Thank you so much, Jim. You guys have all been terrific in the chat and cannot thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to go ahead and talk on the chat. Richard, again, you've been great on the chat as well. And again, Derek, big shout out to you. As always, Tycoon Rave, thank you so much for being a part of what we do here. And we'll be back to go ahead and share more thoughts on the Lakers and the NBA tomorrow, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.